Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Almost Focused with your host, Matt and Nathaniel. Special guests today, Q and Emma. In today's podcast, we discuss the famed, the legendary, the rumored to exist. Indie Spotlight. Take it away, guys. Welcome, uh, one and all, to the Almost a Cast. I guess we need a title for this one, but we don't have one. Uh, this is the Indie Spotlight. Oh, yeah. Indie Spotlight. That's true. Thank you, co host Matt. I am... I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a full-on host. But Uh-oh. we're co-hosts together, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, are we? I think so. Yeah. I don't well, know. our guests are talking before we introduce them, so let's let's get to that. Hold on. Uh, hold on, guests. Bad emojis sent back and forth here in a minute. <laughs> oh, man. It's getting angry. We haven't even gotten Ooh. into the almost-focused cast, and it's falling apart. Uh, <laughs> we have two guests uh, right now. I guess I was going to say again, hmm, time representing itself as difficult they're guests you they're may guests. have heard them or you might hear them later depending <laughs> on which order we put these casts <laughs> uh we have quentin and emma uh give give us some brief introductions guys uh i'm emma i'm a composer and sound designer for video games and films and i'm here on the podcast to talk about some indie games and uh, I'm Quentin, and uh, I work in operations in games, which is to say that uh, I help uh, keep the servers operation. running and help uh, build processes get built and help programmers be productive and make sure all the tools are doing what they're supposed to do. And I, too, am here to talk about indie games. Excellent. So the almost casts usually go by what are we playing right now? And yeah. then we usually talk about our, you know, topic, which today will be the Indie Spotlight. And I think everybody has two games they want to go over, right? So The Indie Spotlight, yeah. We'll yeah. try and there, machine there's, there's a little gun. overlap there. Hmm? Yes. Q and I overlapped in one of our games. Yeah. Oh, good, good. That's excellent. I actually also played... You're looking at a, a game that, that was free on PS4 this month, I think, um, which was excellent. So we'll talk about that later. But, uh, All right. Cool. Well, in that case, why don't we start with our lovely guests. Uh, Emma, you want to go first? Uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing a lot of Ollie Ollie 2 and Helldivers. Uh, but to start with, Ollie Ollie 2 is basically a side-scrolling skateboarding combo-esque game. So it's kind of like SSX Tricky, but side-scrolling? It plays, yeah, for me, it's, it's Tony Hawk, man. It's, it's a 2D <laughs> Tony Hawk. It's Tony Hawk with, like, joystick controls. Well, no, so, yeah. Tony Hawk had start. joystick controls back in the day, man. If you used them, they were great. Yeah, well, in this one, it's like your your analog stick. You flip it different directions to do different tricks. Yeah, Sorry. and then you have to use X to, like, land them and yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. Is that, and then you is can that the one where you're, like, grinding along a Gundam sword in one level? Uh, probably it has a lot of cool set pieces it does have play it more if that's the thing yeah they have so many cool sets it's ridiculous yeah Yeah, i 
I had zero interest in that game because, like, skateboarding, meh, whatever. But, but uh, I saw. I want to fight? Yeah, I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw. I saw them grind through a Gundam in some video I saw on it the other day, and I was like, hey, wait a minute. It's so fun. <laughs> its so controls hard. are phenomenal, too. Um, I, yeah. uh, it's phenomenal, but it's, like, really hard to get the grasp of, I think. It was, like, really hard for me to wrap my head around because I always want to press X to, like, jump. Yeah. Right? So that that took some getting used to, and people complain about that. I, I've been reading Reddit, but I just don't think they're right. It's just it's different, and it feels really natural once you get the hang of it. So I have played a lot of Fight Night and a lot of the the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters back in the day did have very similar analog controls, and those two things, man. Like for me, I picked up Ali Ali too, and I'm like sixty five combination trick, like manualing out of everything. They right. once you get them, they're awesome. But they, I totally agree. Uh, you know, I have a lot of background with games that controlled similarly. And I think if you don't have that, I can I can get why the control scheme would just be, like, fucking brutal. Because even for me, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm also a drummer, right? So I do a lot left-handed. And, like, getting the button combos to switch between the different grind types and stuff like that, my brain gets all twitchy occasionally from trying to get right. the button presses right. Right. But it's fun because mm. you can just you can run through it. You can have a good time and just worry about okay, am I going to survive and not like biff it and be done by yeah. the end of this level, or am I going to do like you know the am I going to run for like six hundred thousand points or yeah. a million points? Yeah. You know, am I going to get this like, crazy perfect shit. thing? Exactly. Your heart rate definitely so gets up towards the end of a good one too. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember that from Tony Hawk. Yeah. 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 You're like, holy shit! Is this gonna? Oh, is this gonna work? Is this gonna work? Oh, it worked. Yeah. Uh, if you've been yes. playing anything else? Uh, yes, Helldivers. Q and I uh, apparently yeah. have also been playing Helldivers. Have you been um, playing it together? Or we used... have not, but no, I think we no. might. So yeah, I yeah, own so... Helldivers as well. We should all I do play. as well. Yeah. Do you see? We all need to we, be playing Helldivers. We should Helldivers. have a foursome, guys. Yes, yeah, we can sure. totally do that. Well, well, when you said that aliens, earlier, so. were you talking about Helldivers? <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible person. Horrible so, individual. So that's Matt uh, ruining our PG rating again. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. It was me the first time. Gotta Enjoy. learn that Or second time. time depending. So, so yeah, so Helldivers is the game that I kept my Vita for. Really? I have been, yeah, yeah. So I have been seriously considering selling my Vita for like 18 months at least. And when I heard that Helldivers was coming out, I was like, oh my God, I have to keep my Vita so I can play Helldivers. And I have to say, it totally paid off. Yeah. Yes. I'm super glad I kept my Vita. So It's so cross brief. platform, also, yeah. by the way, and cross buy. So if you get it for PS4, same thing with Helldivers, right? You get it for PS4 or Vita, you can play it on the other system. And oh, I think okay. it's also yeah, cross platform yeah. multiplayer. Yeah, so yeah. Vita can play So with... so what yeah, one little asterisk on that cross platform multiplayer. It has currently broken and it has been broken for, for a some while. time, yeah. <gasps> yeah, oh. and so that's super sad because everybody that I know who plays it plays on PS4. Uh, plays on PS4. Uh-huh. And, well, I have a so, so and so I've I've been I've been out soloing it on my Vita and on my PS3. So real I'd... quick, could you guys give a summary of Helldivers? Uh, sure. Um, so Helldivers is a squad-based, top-down, isometric. Uh, action dual stick shooter. Yeah, I I compared it to um, 
Diablo and Magicka. It's and Diablo so, and yeah. Magicka slammed together. Yeah, with, yeah, with no like, loot. Kinda, yeah, with with I would say like uh, God, what was that? Uh, uh, never mind. I can't remember the name of the name of the other game I'm thinking of. But yeah, and it's it's super fun because in in part of what I enjoy about it is it's a hard game. Yeah. Um, but it is not hard because you have to become a fucking PhD to understand the trees and the mm-hmm. loot system and all that kind of stuff. Because I do not enjoy that kind of hard game. You know, like like a lot of people, a lot of people think like League of Legends is a hard game to be good at, and it's. I feel like most of the most of the hardness of that is knowing what skills to what skills to use when uh, to to promote when and what items to buy and that kind of stuff. What's that game you kept trying to get me to play? It's the four X. Sims, Sins of the Solar Empire. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's hard for that. Reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's hard. That's totally hard for that reason. Is you have to you have to become a PhD in order to really be successful at it. Um, but that one gets a pass because it's a four X game for me. <laughs> and I I love four X games. Well, and that's the whole so, point of those games, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. But but Helldivers is like almost it, it it's just brutal in in it's a twin totally stick shooter unf- like you said i mean yeah, i think yeah, that's it's, summarizes... it's a totally totally unforgiving twin stick shooter yeah. and it yeah. is so much fun yep it is so so much fun and you know a lot of people will bag on the vita version because it has longer load times and they don't like the controls and that kind of stuff and i i've played it on the vita and the ps3 and i have to say that i vastly prefer the vita version mm. Uh, versus the PS3 version, I, I think the controls. I, I like the controls better. I think that um, game is feels... at its best in multiplayer, and it's specifically oh, sure. mayhem. It's just utter nonsense when you. Oh get... yeah, I mean, so, so, and some of the best moments in that game are when things go terribly, yeah. horribly wrong. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, I, I there was there was one uh, one game in particular. I remember I played. I called down the uh, called down one of the. Uh, uh, the the big uh, armored assault vehicle things. Yeah. And as I was calling it down, I got a notification that somebody was joining the game. And I was like, hey, all right, cool. So I went around and I hopped into the driver's seat when it appeared. And as soon as I hopped into the driver's seat, their hell pod came down and destroyed the vehicle yeah. and killed me. <laughs> and then they spawned and it, like the my beacon had attracted a patrol and a patrol came over and whacked this guy who joined and like i was on the way to completing this ridiculously difficult mission for my level and it was going great and it was awesome <laughs> and then everybody died yeah. and it's like you fail and it was just it was so hilarious and just but and so demoralizing, but also so much fun. It was just awesome. Well, yes. that's the similar kind of mayhem to Magicka. Yeah. Sure. I think is why was Magicka couch co-op. Yeah, was Helldivers. It? I don't know. I I didn't was play Magicka, but co-op? Helldivers is couch couch, couch, couch co-op. co-op. Couch co-op. What is couch? Yeah, co-op? screen sharing. Screen sharing. Screen Everybody sharing. can play on the same system. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, it was. It was. It was okay. a little awkward to do, but I I played it on the same system with uh, one of my buddies. And it was a hoot. We actually almost beat Magicka that way, um, but it was ridiculous. Yeah. But- so yeah, I mean, the the another game in sort of in this genre that is couch co op that I freaking love is Dead Nation. I, I haven't played, played that it. one. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it's been around forever, and it's been free on PlayStation for a long time. I think it was actually a launch title with the PS3. Mm-hmm. That may not be true, but okay. it, it's another top down. Uh, squad based shooter but it is it's either single player or two players doing couch co-op 
and it's dark and it's zombies and it's so much fun. I I, I love couch co-op games. Yeah. It, Andrea, my wife, is not like what I would call a hardcore gamer, but she's been able and and the Helldivers controls are are tough to kind of like. They're a little get weird. I mean, you want to talk about kind of awkward control schemes? I think Helldivers yeah. controls are much more difficult to get into than Ollie Ollies. That's my I'm throwing it yeah. down. No, I would totally agree with you. I would totally yeah. agree with you, and, and an I think unusual, Andrea would too. It's an unusual twin stick shooter because you have ammo conservation. And right. Usually, in a twin stick mm. shooter, unless you get a laser. Okay. <laughs> the lasers are awesome. Yeah. I think that My... like there's there's one laser in one of the DLCs that I think it's the sickle. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's the it's the 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 repeating laser. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you tri- if you toggle the trigger on that, if you don't if you don't hold the trigger on that, you it have, never overheats. It never overheats. Yeah, it's and just it like is, a machine gun of death. Oh yeah, it is. It is just just total pure freaking death. Oh, that's I awesome. It. I just I always use the okay. shotgun. I found the shotgun to be utterly satisfying. Oh yeah, the shotgun is great. The the shotgun that you get when you're at the beginning of the game, if you upgrade that, yeah. That that is a solid weapon choice all the way up through the most difficult levels. Well, yeah. it sounds like we're going to have to organize some co-op and uh, yeah, yeah, we should we should stream some co-op. I was going to say we, we totally should probably should. do that. Um, um, so what else have you guys been playing? Uh, Q, you had um, played something else. So so recently, I I went and spent some time playing uh, Waking Mars, which mm. um, I play on Android. I'm not sure what other what I, other it's on Steam. It's I tried on. it. I played a little bit yeah. of Waking Mars on Steam at one point. Yeah, and I don't know how it holds up on other platforms, but on my phone, I really, really enjoy it. And you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of the epitome of what I think an indie game should be. When I think of indie games, you know, I think of games that are, you know, kind of simple in terms of their scope. Um, and they have really sort of beautiful, elegant artwork and really good sound, and they're not necessarily like traditional action, blow shit up kind of games. Mm-hmm. And Waking Mars is one of those games that I, when I play, it, it's like I, I've played through it. I've played through it at least twice, and I just started another playthrough of it. And it's just it's so meditative. It's sort of a platform puzzler sort of thing. And the idea is is that you you play a character who is a uh, astronaut who is he's got clones right he he like clones himself no 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 no, no. you're thinking of uh, the swapper I think oh yeah yeah I am thinking yeah, of the yeah, swapper yeah. you're right and and so and in Waking Mars he, he he's uh, uh, like a, uh, a astronaut who is on Mars and there's this earthquake and it opens up. This fissure into the into this into the the these caverns underneath Mars, and he discovers life down there. Yeah. And he goes around, and you have to puzzle your way through to get out and to escape and save your life. And through the through the course of doing this, you discover this whole story about this life that has existed on Mars. And it's one of the most Beautiful meditative games that I've that I've ever played, and, and the sound design on it is phenomenal. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that I found on Android that I, I played it, and I was like, that's one of the things that really convinced me that mobile touch games are a viable gaming platform. Huh? 
And yeah, I, I, I wow. can't recommend it enough. That's I a pretty recommend intense recommendation right there. Cause I mean, I, so, so side sideways slant on this. I, uh, I actually play a lot of emulated PlayStation games on my Android phone and have run Final Fantasy Tactics on Android. So when I was able to do that and did that for the first time, I was like, we just have not even begun to see what the mobile platform can provide. I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can run a PlayStation emulator, you have thousands of the best video games ever made. You know, I mean, PlayStation had a golden era of games going for it. Um so I, I, it's interesting to hear Waking Mars that, but I think there are so many ways that you can see that going on. Oh, you know, sure, these yeah, and I th- yeah, and I think, and I think that that's one of the that's one of the most interesting things about indie gaming is that you know those 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 organizations, those people that are making sort of the smaller, more focused games, I think, are the ones who are really going to drive the platform forward. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you and, can experiment faster. Yeah, yeah, and and they're willing to experiment, risk. you know. And there's yeah. they're willing to experiment, you know. The, a lot of the big developers and the big publishers, they they want to they 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 don't want to they don't want to play with new stuff. Well, they want to go with the proven formulas. I've heard a claim, and I'm interested to hear your guys' perspective on this. That um, the one of the reasons a lot of the larger publishers aren't super keen on the Android market you know for example but mobile markets in general is that they get flooded with these really cheap shitty clones that make a lot of money you know so like flappy bird made a ton of money for no reason you know well the best example of that is uh the game threes yeah it came on ios um but any of our listeners will probably be more familiar with the 2048 clone oh yeah which is the sliding tiles but the the original game uh, was this game called Threes. It was a little different, but it had a lot of character. It had a lot of personality. And then someone made a clone of it because it's a pretty simple game idea. Mm-hmm. And that clone just took off, right? And and so, you know, even though you made this really high quality or completely original game, that mechanic can get ganked. And yeah, just... and it's well, yeah, and that's that's one of the fundamental challenges on the mobile space right now. I think is just there's the 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 barrier to entry is so low mm-hmm. that there there's a huge number of. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands are, upon thousands that, of titles. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it can be it can be such a crapshoot. Yeah. So Matt, speaking what of have games, you been playing, bro? Speaking of games that defy the. Uh, market uh i've been playing bloodborne i'm not sure <laughs> bloodborne defies the market at this well, point uh, i think the, the market has a pretty clear hunger for these games defies the the, the generic, perception of the market yeah it defies the generic game design paradigms how many times does it get to do that before it's like no we know this is going to be successful though i mean like well and, and yeah <laughs> you, you're getting to a good point i mean like ninja gaiden for the xbox was a good example of just like really really hard on forgiving things and you never feel like and this is the case for Bloodborne you never feel like the game cheated you every time you die you feel like oh well that was my fault I shouldn't have shouldn't have jumped there should have I dodged like I. a schmuck yeah uh, so that game is great uh, I don't really want to talk about it too much other than to say that uh, I once described Dark Souls as the game my heart always wanted. And Bloodborne is like, they took all the things I didn't like about Dark Souls out 
and replaced it with stuff I love. And so Bloodborne is just like this transcendent gaming experience for me. Except for the Lotus It's screens. the best Dark Souls <laughs> game they've ever made. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had super mixed emotions about checking out Bloodborne. Just because I played, uh, was it Dark? Was Dark Souls the first one, or was it Demon Souls that was the first one? Demon Souls was first. Yeah. yeah. So I, well, I played some Demon Souls, and Demon Souls goes back to the Kingsfield series in a lot of ways too. That was the From did this From this PlayStation yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, and I I played some, I played some Demon Souls, and I was like, I don't know, I just I just couldn't get into it. I mean, I usually appreciate, I usually really appreciate sort of the hard, you know finger acrobatics requiring sort of sort of games and for whatever reason I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I I think Bloodborne more than Dark Souls does the finger acrobatics. Uh-huh. Is um, it the setting think, been... that you feel like you don't like about it? Yeah, I, that could that could have been part of it. That could have been part of it. And I think it, it also could have been that I think when I first started playing, I went like the wrong way and somehow encountered this boss that was totally impossible to fight, and I was supposed to go that the was, other way. That was probably the right way. Yeah, and I I don't know. I don't know. I just, <laughs> just knowing that game, that was probably the correct way to go. Yeah, there were probably so so many elements that just turned you off about it. Yeah, and, and it's impo- it's entirely possible that that it was one of those things. I mean, this happens to me with books all the time, right? Is is I'll sit down and I'll sit down and, and try to read a book or play a game, and it just won't click for me. And then I'll come back to it like six months or a year later and be like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen. So the thing you with the, the thing I think is important here, though, is like From is clearly a fan of iterative development. So like yeah. Bloodborne yeah. is a new IP. But you go play Bloodborne, and the first thing Matt and I noticed when I we, we, we did sort of like a first play together, and we both were like, wow, this UI is literally stripped from Dark Souls and put into it's this Dark game. Souls. It's the Dark Souls mm-hmm. UI. It's the Dark it's Souls. It's Victorian Dark Souls. It's the Dark Souls color <laughs> scheme. It's the Dark Souls framing. It's the Dark Souls everything. It's the Dark Souls sound effects. When you go like to the inventory system, it's the Dark Souls inventory. I mean, they're clearly just iterating upon ideas, and... Yeah. A lot of the stuff, because I played Demon Souls and was not a fan. I, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Dark Souls 1 I played a fair amount of, but had a lot of things I didn't like. Dark Souls 2 was by f- I played the most of those. And I really mm-hmm. think that they had, they'd almost gotten everything pretty solid. Bloodborne, for me, seems like they fixed sort of the last of the issues I had from the earlier versions of this, which is that the combat was very, was too measured, you know? It could be it could the combat was so slow to be boring a lot of the time once you got good at the game because a lot of it yeah. was just wait wait dodge hit wait wait dodge hit wait wait block hit you know where Bloodborne is a lot of like duck weave hit you can push things out. in Bloodborne if you're yeah. really skillful that huh. it makes it feel much more like um Matt kind of looked at me weird when I said this the first time we played it, but it makes me think of Bastion's control schemes a lot because you are constantly dodging, you're rolling, you're you're using that dodge ability like nonstop, and you have stamina which sort of paces you, right? So you dodge and wait and run and dodge and wait and then hit and dodge and wait and run, and it's it's got a great player agency in the timing of attacks that I think the rest of the Dark Souls, you know, were a little more reactive. Um, and I think you're describing Bloodborne, and I feel like it's Monster Hunter. Um, I so I played Monster Hunter up until I got Bloodborne, and they're so similar okay. that I kept using 
healing potions yeah. instead of doing attacks. You kept being oh. like, you kept being like, why do I keep hitting X? What game is it? And then finally, but you I went. kept being like, uh, what does L one do in in um, Bloodborne? Whatever L one does, it's it's switch your weapon type. Yeah. yeah, I kept doing that when I was trying to snap the camera. Because in Monster Hunter... You press L1 and it snaps the camera right behind you. Yeah. Well, it snaps it to the monster. Right, yes. If you have them targeted. Right, if you have them targeted, so... Oh, man, she knows her Monster Hunter, like, unlocked it. <laughs> Match. I think yeah. she might know her stuff better than you do, so... Yeah. Our well, new the, Monster the, Hunter the monst- boss The Monster right Hunter DS downstairs would attest to that. Yeah. 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 Okay, there you yeah. go. Well, and you're playing the Japanese version, too, right? I am. Yeah. You are so yeah. much more hardcore about your Monster Hunter <laughs> yeah, than that em- is. Emma doesn't fuck around with Monster Hunter. No, I, I, I have learned something today. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, there's there's a lot of similarities. Um, okay. I'd say Bloodborne's a little faster paced. Absolutely. But, Bloodborne... I mean, when you're, when you're fighting a monster versus fighting a boss in Bloodborne, like, a boss is going to kill you if you get hit three times. Bloodborne feels yeah. like an action brawler. I mean, it really does. The the controls are brawler controls, and they're awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're fantastic. You've sold it for me. You've sold this indie game Bloodborne that I've never yeah, heard. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're super... Yeah, this, this has been totally below the radar, man. Yeah, um, well, we so... weren't even going to talk about it for very long, I believe Matt yeah, said. Yeah, but so... these, these things get away from us. Yeah, well, we are uh, almost focused. So... Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel, why don't you go ahead and say what you've been playing, and then the last game I've been playing will go into our indie spotlight. Oh, I mean, I thought we were kind of doing the indie spotlight already. Cause, oh, uh... so I've been playing uh, <laughs> Axiom Verge, which is out on PS4, uh, PS Vita, and Windows. Um, and it's basically uh, a fan a fan-made game. One guy made it over the course of five years. He did all the art, music, sound effects, visuals, which are similar to art, but I'm distinguishing for some reason. <laughs> uh, programming. And uh, it's it's a gorgeous game. If you love Super Metroid like I do, you should definitely pick it up because it's a love letter to Super Metroid. Um, that being said... It's very similar to Super Metroid, so <laughs> if you did like Super Metroid, maybe skip this one. But it's it's a solid game. I yeah. I love it. So so yeah, I saw that one come up in the news a bunch recently, and um, it looks super cool. And actually, aside from Helldivers, it's probably the the only Vita game that I've seen come out in a, in a while that I'm excited about, and I want to pick it up for it. But I'm, what I'm really curious about is how the graphics hold up on a big screen. So, like, so if you're I, playing it on the PS4 or I get that. Like that. Asked, I get asked that a lot, and it's because if you look at screenshots, it looks like an NES game. But the way that he accomplishes this is that it's a high-fidelity NES game. It's almost like if you had 16 NESs altogether. Mm. So it's NES-style graphics... But it's a high fidelity NES style. Well, it's it's just really sexy pixel art, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's but it's it it's so much in the style of the NES mm-hmm. that if you're looking at screenshots, you can start to think, okay, this is going to look terrible on a big screen. Is it like Retro City Rampage kind of? Um, prettier than that? No, it's it's hard to to say what it's like. It's it's it, like an SNES game, huh? <laughs> yeah, if you looked at a wallpaper out it, you'd, of it, you'd get it, which yeah. is, like, it's the style and the feel with 
with the next gen fidelity. Gotcha. And and in a lot, of, it comes through a lot in boss fights, where there's some boss fights that zoom out to like a four room style. So you're just tiny little speck on there, mm-hmm. and jumping around shooting at the boss. But it holds up. Like it's it's a solid looking game. Mm-hmm. That being said, it would look super great on a Vita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super tempted to pick that up. I think that may have to be my next game purchase. Um, but that's one of my indie picks for the for the week. It's it's a good it's good. Yeah. And I also found a Pokemon reference that I totally geeked out about. That's awesome. <laughs> so when you're saying the pixel art, I was just kind of thinking about like trends mm-hmm. and how like artistically speaking, pixel art games were like hugely popular i would say two years ago like that was the shit right Mm -hmm. um and now it feels like you know as a game developer like how do you figure out what those trends are right like how do you figure out what the trend is going to be and how do you kind of like try and stay ahead of the curve just enough so that you're not like so far ahead of it that people are like oh what is this you know but just just enough so that you kind of like hit it right on the cusp i have no idea yeah i don't think pixel art is out of out of style. I, I don't know. I'm super burnt out on pixel art. I'm like, Jesus, guys, if I wanted to if I wanted to look at this, I would load up uh, load up an emulator and play uh, my, The my pixel art thing, man. I, I'm on the same vein as Q there. I think it's, can you do something unique with it? And it's interesting to hear you guys say that, because the game that I was about to talk about, Westerado Double Barreled. Uh, That's like some Atari-looking it's gorgeous though i mean it, it's an example of sorry my cat has gotten tangled in the mouse cord uh <laughs> it's as like they do yeah life-saving measures I life-saving mean, measures i mean google it real quick for me and just look at some of their artwork the whole game is gorgeous it's it's just Westerado. yeah it's their their color palette choice um, the way they do depth, because it's it's like pixel art style, but with a lot of really interesting. Um, uh, yeah, it's really pretty. It's gorgeous. They do they they do Is like puppet show depth, thing? right? Yeah. yeah it's, so it's it's they're releasing a full version of it. Yeah. So, right so now it's, it's a, a free... mini game or a free flash game, and Adult Swim Games is putting out a uh, a full version, and it's it's gorgeous, and their soundtrack. So, so yeah, that that reminds me of like. The King's Quest I played yeah. on my 286. There you go. It, it has a very King's Quest feel. I think that's an awesome connection. Um, yeah. That... This is very stylized pixel art, though. This Absolutely. Is, this, this definitely has a unique character. This is not like... Yeah, it's not yeah, generic see, this, this, pixel art. This strikes, not... me, this strikes me as pixel art that were... You know, the, the kind of pixel art you used to get back in the day where people were doing pixel art because that's what all that they could do yeah. and they were trying to make it awesome. Yeah. Whereas it feels like so much so much of the pixel art you see now is like Look I at this great art. pixel so, art. Yeah. yeah. I, I suck at art, so I'm gonna do pixel art to yeah. cover it. You know, and and I guess that's really what I'm tired of because it feels like so many so well, many pixel art games are like that. I I can see where you're coming from. I would say that Axiom Verge please um on the side of stylized pretty yeah and that and that's why that's why i was interested in it despite the fact that well it's and they also art. they also part of the gameplay has to do that it's pixel art right and it's nes inspired there's like there's a gun you unlock pretty early on that that glitches things and so when you glitch an enemy they become like a glitch sprite and the enemy behaves completely different but that that kind of like 
fits with the character. Yeah, and your NES isn't plugged in all the way, and so the sprites aren't loading right. Right. Huh. So it's kind of a fourth wall sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and this Westerado, like. It's very stylized, very pretty. Something yeah, I was going to say here about the the style of Westerado as well um, is that they, you know, you're, you're saying they kind of use it artistically, right? It's more than just being representations. Sure. It's They're trying to make an art form out of it. But I also love, you know, one of the things with this game that they're really going for is a spaghetti Western feel. Uh, a mm. lot of the stuff really seems, you know, in their marketing too is about like tell your own spaghetti Western basically. And the art style that they've put in place for this game really helps sell that vibe. You know, when you look at these screenshots and stuff, you see these great... They just look like cinematic angles on the pixel art. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, the usage of depth and the, and the usage of angle that they demonstrate. I think shows a lot of really great um, uh, uh, experimentation with the medium. That I think, you yeah. know, it's cool to see that. It's cool to see a, you know, a 20-year-old video game art form still being mm. leveraged that way. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and another example that kind of breaks my opinion of being burnt out on pixel art is uh, a game that I, I don't think it's actually done yet. I have, like, an alpha release of it, again, on my Android, since that's where I do a lot of my gaming anymore, called The Deer God. Mm. God. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh, I think I've heard of that. It, it, and I picked it up in a humble bundle a while ago, and it's on Steam. And it's it has it's pixel art, and it is gorgeous. Yeah, it is oh, yeah, freaking yeah. beautiful. It totally reminds me of like Out of This World. Um, well, another uh, one which... is Titan Souls that just came out. I mean, that's pixel art, and that looks absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful. Matt's getting that. You know. Well, I would actually argue that Ali Ali Two is kind of like cel shaded pixel art. Yeah, I would. I, I would mean, agree it definitely with that. has that. Ali Ali Two. You know, I mean, transitioning. All games are pixel art. <laughs> Be quiet. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're getting pedantic. Matt is pedantic. Yeah, <laughs> translating real quick. Or... You know, something I also want to say about Westerado that I think is true for Ali Ali as well is is fantastic soundtracks. Um, you know, Westerado has a a really fantastic soundtrack, and I think Ali Ali does as well. I, you know, Ali isn't that licensed music? Though? It is. It, it absolutely is. Whereas you know, Westerado's is a unique soundtrack, but I think it's it's just cool to see games having these top. You know, licensed or not, really well performed right. music that's selected well to get the right vibes across. It's nice to see. You know, I, I really like yeah. that in these in these titles. Yeah, I mean, one of one of one of the things that I really liked about Ali Ali Two was the soundtrack. Yeah, um, was just because it really like fits, you know, like the the kind of like skater character of yep. like the skaters of today. You right? feel That's like the music you're skating. That a lot of them, exactly. But today, like 2015, yeah. not like 1994 or 95. Not when, not, it's not Ace of Spades. It's not when Tony Hawk yeah. came out. You know, it's it's, it's not. a different era. Yeah, so that's neat. Um, speaking of music. Uh, this is one of those softer segues. Um, <laughs> the gentler the side of segues. Yeah. Yeah. Not the brutal kind of we're used to. I've been playing a um, a late beta uh, of a game called Galligan's Island. Uh-huh. Uh, which is it's kind of a... I guess it's a Galaga clone. It's kind of its own thing, though. Um, but it has, it's very good music. Um I really like the art style. It's it's a very unique thing. So, away from that kind of pixel art stuff, it it has its own flavor to it. Uh, it has 
one thing that pops out to me is um, the colors are very unusual. Yeah. Like they're not... Uh, they're just unusual, not what you would normally see as explosions. They're like, when something explodes, it's like blue and green and purple. Oh, nice. As opposed to just like your standard fire explosion. Well, you... How do you spell that? Um, Galligan's Island. So it's Galaga. Within... G-A-L-A-G-A. Yeah. Um, so... What's interesting? Galaga, what else is wait, interesting Galaga's Island. Galagans Island. So, but it's G-A-N-S. Spelled, yeah, so it's, it's Galaga, but with an N at the end. And an okay. S. Galagans. Yeah. Spell the whole thing. Um, <laughs> let me get. No, it wait. We up. don't let Matt spell things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You you've been talking. I have this, it up now. You've been G A L A G A N apostrophe S. Island. Do you need me to spell island? Yeah. Could you it has do a that? silent S in it. Yeah, here, here, Matt, could you beat that horse could you, just a little Could more? you define both of those words for me? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you've been talking to this guy on Twitter, right? I mean, you've been... Uh... Yeah, so one of the things I found out that's really interesting is that the, um, like, this, this guy does the music, a friend of his does the art, but his 13-year-old son does all of the programming. So the game is entirely programmed um, by a young person. Um, they're actually going to be on the cast. One of those young by a people. Youth. Yeah, they're going to be on the cast in a couple of weeks to talk about it. Um, but that's really cool to me to see a game like this that's you know made by someone so young. That brings up an interesting um, dilemma. Do we have to make that cast PG? Oh, man. No, I already asked him oh, about that. Thank the Lord and Savior. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I said sign something. He's like, "Oh, I'll have my son listen to this." And I said, "Oh, it's kind of NSFW." And he goes, "That's all right. My son's kind of NSFW." <laughs> oh, groovy. All right, cool, cool. Um, so good to know your kids. thirteen going on thirty. Is that what they said? Yeah. The other thing, and and these guys will talk about it when they come on the cast, but they're gonna have a pretty uh, unique. Well, I think it's unique contest uh, when the game comes out, um, and I don't know too many of the details about it. But it's something like whoever has the highest score in the first month or so that the game out is out is going to win a large cash prize. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just all around a cool game to me. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited to talk to the creators. Um, Will so they build me an arcade cabinet for my house? That uh, is that is the million it, dollar question right there. If you win it, I'm sure they would. Okay. I, I would totally build you. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Galligan's Island, guys. Record, we tried people. to get you a sale, but... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Galligan's in. Island, uh, I don't think there's a release date yet, but it's coming out. It's pretty cool. So uh, we were talking, I think, um, briefly about... What was the other one you mentioned, Q? Uh, not Helldivers... Waking Mars, uh, right? Waking Mars, yeah. yeah. And and it, I got super confused for a while and brought up the Swapper, which I wasn't going to talk about, but you brought it up, and I'm curious to see if anybody else played that one besides me. That was the PS. I I have it. I have it. I think on Steam. Um, yeah, I own it, but I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. I pi- I picked it up because I thought it looked super cool and it was on sale, but my gaming time is really limited, yeah. so I haven't had a chance yet. I got... Yeah, you're, you're about to play as uh, 
getting a new baby. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm I'm about to I'm about to play Get a New Baby Three. Oh <laughs> man! Holy yeah. smokes! You've yeah. heard it here, people yeah. first. Yeah. So that's, so that's... that 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 is a time-consuming game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like years of commitment. Yeah, and you can't even you you, you can't not play it. The score it's tracking terrible. system is really opaque too. <laughs> well, yeah, but brutal. Yeah, that's I mean, true. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, it's like, why won't you eat? <laughs> They'll send me to jail if you don't eat. Uh, Come on. Brutal. Um, the only other thing, I guess, that I was going to talk about briefly was this uh, Soul Art game that oh, yeah. we've also been talking with the guys on Twitter. Um, and this is one I'm going to try and get like a demo build for for us to check out, but haven't gotten that far. However, I got the... all these... Huh? It was like a uh, like a sandbox FTL dwarf fortress. I mean, their press what? their press is a yeah. mix of dwarf fortress, uh, freelancer, and let me bring it up. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say. You keep talking. Okay. Is it just me or did it just get really hot in this room right now? Are you guys oh, yeah. are you guys dwarf <laughs> fortress players? I mean, sideways jump here. No, um, I, I don't divulge my secrets. Oh man, um, I fucking play the shit out of dwarf fortress. I keep trying to play Dwarf Fortress, but but it's just like you need a, it's so inscrutable. You were talking about PhDs earlier. You need a postdoc yeah. to play uh, yeah, Dwarf Fortress. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I I don't know. You need tenure. No, to play yeah, you need Dwarf you need a postdoc and a post postdoc. Um, yeah, it's and you actually really you have to get a new degree every build because the shit changes so much. <laughs> when I when I met Nathaniel, uh, he was coming in for an interview at our company, and so I was just googling his 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 handle and he had uh one entry on the form for dwarf fortress <laughs> it had like thousands of responses uh, the the form of uh, the, the fortress forum was about whether or not dwarves should be allowed to be gay and nathaniel was like why are we even discussing this of course they should and uh I, I just really liked that that was the one thing that made him make an account to go on the, the Fortress Forum. Well, I started that that thing and said that, and it had, I mean, it was pages upon pages upon pages of responses. Yeah, why not? It was hilarious. Uh, People okay. debating in all different directions. Quite a hoot. F FTL, Door Fortress, Ancient Domains of Mystery, and Laser Squad. Good lord, they've added a ton of stuff to that description. Jeez, My big yeah. pool, the reason I got psyched about this game, is if you look at their website, they have this dude in a burnt-out spaceship reading how to survive in space, which yeah. I thought was a reference to um, The Stars My Destination, where, and this is not a spoiler, the main character starts the book in a burnt out spaceship basically trying to eke out survival until he's rescued and i thought it was a stars mm -hmm. my destination reference it's not apparently but it's a beautiful parallel um, right. and it got me pretty interested in the title so i've been following it uh, i'm gonna try and get a demo build hopefully all this uh chatter about them will convince them that they should let us play their uh their hour and a half <laughs> of gameplay that it says they've got on their website oh it's totally it's totally cool i mean they're if you go to IndieDB, they're they're pretty high ranked as like a game to watch. Yeah, they they're they're doing well. I mean, I think people they've got a green light campaign and stuff going. But you know, we want to play games and and sort of talk about them as well. Um, For sure. So, was there anything else anybody's been playing? I mean, I've also been playing a crapload of Pillars of Eternity, but that doesn't fit into the. I mean, it's sort of indie spotlight, right? I mean, it was a Kickstarter uh, game. I mean, Bloodborne isn't, but 
We were, we were going to say we were talking about what we were playing and also what indies we were spotlighting. Oh, well, we did the indie spotlights. I mean, you guys, we, we shot our load. Yeah, I feel like uh, Bloodborne and Pillars of Eternity are going to get the Binding of Isaac treatment on this podcast. What is my which is my pillar say, pillars? Which is to say, you keep talking about them. We keep talking about them over and over. Is my yeah. pillars just, of eternity playing affecting the people who love me? Because I need you. <laughs> not like my Binding of Isaac playing. That's true. I haven't. Speaking of which, I still play that about an hour a day. It's a solid game, man. Preparing for the expansion. Well, yeah. uh, so going into that, what will we be playing? I mean, we'll go with the traditional format here. Uh, we'll go ahead with Emma yeah. again. Emma, what are you going to be playing? Uh, I am awaiting uh, the Xenogears Chronicles for Ooh. the new Nintendo 3DS, but I ordered it from PlayAsia, the Japanese version. Um, Do you speak Japanese? Like I, I kind of, I understand enough to get by, um, and I'm learning Japanese, so it's like the thing to keep me studying all of the time, because I love That's I actually love a really good idea. Japan That's a solid, recently, right? solid approach. Yeah, but uh, I'm waiting for my shipment from Play Asia. It's still not here yet. It shipped like on April 1st, I think. And where what where are we in the month right now? We're at the 12th. Almost 13th. halfway through. That's a lot of days. I feel yeah. like I've been waiting for, for that. So yeah. I want Play Asia and the shipping people. To so get what on you're it. saying is you're really feeling it. I'm really feeling it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to playing that like at some point in the future. Uh, probably I'll be playing a lot more Monster Hunter. Uh, on Twitter, we've been talking about how I have, I'm not buying any new games until I start clearing out my backlog. Yeah, that's so, a common Nathaniel uh, chorus. Hey, hey, I Is have it? not right bought a game. A I got games. I got Pillars of Eternity. Yeah. I am 47 hours in, and I have not bought a new game. I got given okay. some Steam codes. What am I going to do? You know, not my, yeah. not yeah. my fault. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, I don't know. M- more Monster Hunter. More bravely default. I'm still trying to finish that damn yeah. game. Seriously, I, I gave up on bravely default. I yeah. I liked it. But I want to. It's tough. I Did you finish it? No, like it. I I wanted to, but I just got. It's it's one of those things where it's like I'm always like, yeah, I'll play this when I'm I have time on this trip, and then I'm like, I could do this other thing instead of play bravely default. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. You know, it's. Yeah. I don't not so... want to play it. I just can't seem to find the motivation. Yeah. I'm right there with you right now at this point. Quentin, you're playing so, New Baby 3. So, yeah, I'm, I've got New Baby 3 on the way. Um, and, and when does that uh, come out? Uh, pretty soon. Is that next uh, gen? Like, imminently. Yeah, it's it's supposed it's supposed to be here within 10 days. Holy smokes! And and I and I and I and I, and I keep hearing from the shipper that it may be early. <laughs> so, wow! Hey man, hey, well, hey, that's a good manufacturing chain right there. If it's getting deliveries yeah, to yeah. you early, so yeah, that that's kind of the opposite of Play Asia. Right? Yeah, it's the opposite of Play Asia. <laughs> yeah, but um, so aside from my random bullshit free to play Clash of Clans and that kind of stuff, I thought I you were gonna go free to play uh, <laughs> New Baby Three. I was like, man, that's a rough, <laughs> that's a rough accounting right there. That game has yeah. a lot of DLC. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I would say the, the the one game that I'm most excited about, except for maybe some of the some of the stuff we've talked about today, um, is the Long Dark. Oh yeah, yeah. That that looks super cool. I really like sort of those high tension minimalist sort of horror survival sort mm. of things. That's, that's another, something I have to miss. That's that's another genre that I, <laughs> I like that, that, that you really yawned enjoy. when you said that, Matt. 
yeah not yeah. related yeah <laughs> um i i think that looks super cool so that that one's definitely high on my list um and i have to say after seeing westerado that's that's high on my list too it, i think that may, that may have to be a thing it's also a dear adult fun. swim we sold one copy of your game <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to look up the price and couldn't find it i i yeah i don't think it's out yet yeah, the yeah. soundtrack is well, three dollars i know that much and I, I I suffer from a huge Steam back catalog bloat as well. I, don't I think... have I have like 140 titles on oh. my Steam account, and I have playtime on like 30 of them. I don't think anyone else so, in this room none has, yeah. has that issue. So no, so, I don't and, have 270 and... Steam games. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, wow! I suddenly feel way better about myself. <laughs> um. I'm going to be playing Bloodborne and Axiom Verge. Yeah. Going to keep it pretty pretty toit. Uh, I'll probably play some Monster Hunter with my brother. And maybe Emma, too. She wants to play. I don't know if we can cross we this. We can't. No. No, the two... Okay, Emma's too cool for you. The, the twain shall never meet. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Oh, we'll be playing Helldivers. I was going to say, we're going to have to play yeah, some Helldivers. I think that's yeah, got to happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll schedule yep. that up. Um, yep. I will be busting out some more pillars. I have a solemn oath not to buy any new games until that's done. I think I've only got like sure. 12 to 15 hours to go, though. So hopefully in about two weeks' time I can play something yeah, else. Not the way you're and turning I, through side quests. And I, I have to say, pillars is definitely on my list, too. Oh, I, would agree I saw that. that, and I was like, spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate? So, yep. What? So a super, a super <laughs> quick opinion from me on pillars. It's freaking great. Um definitely he's, he's really underselling how almost all that he's talked about lately is pillars well yeah. i'm trying to keep it brief it's it's an amazing game it's one of the best rpgs i've played in a if long time if you're interested time. in it buy it immediately yeah exactly okay. if, if it's at all interesting what platforms if it's, it's PC, if it's right? at all interesting to you you yeah, must I think buy it's PC it only. um because it, it is really a great game uh but i'll be playing that i'm also actually going to try and play some more west dorado which is 15 oh good lord cat attack Fifteen dollars <laughs> on Steam. Uh, I just looked oh. up, um, according to their Steam question on this. So, I'll be playing some more of that because it actually was really, really cool. Um, but Pillars is going to basically devour my life. Continue, cool. continue to. I guess. I approve. I approve. Well, that was um, our indie spotlight. Indie right. spotlight. Uh, I want to thank our guests, Emma. Thank you for having me. And Quentin. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, thanks for coming, and, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been your host, Matt. I have also been your host, Nathaniel. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a good evening. <laughs> I don't know why we always say that. I don't know. Uh, listen to this at night <laughs> before you go to sleep. <laughs> Let our dulcet tones. Dulcet tones. <laughs> Lull you into Lull slumber. Lull you into slumber. <laughs>